Well, hello everyone. I am Daniel Morgan of Go Ye Harvest Outreach Ministry. Today is the day the Lord has made. Come on, people of God. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. Brothers and sisters, thank you very much, as we always say, for tuning in, for taking time out of your busy schedule to watch our video recordings. This particular recording is our fruitful moment, and it is the fifth in a series of nine recordings on the fruits of the Spirit. And as you may know, you will find the fruits of the Spirit over in Galatians chapter 5, uh, verses 22 and 23, which tells us that the fruit of the Spirit of love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And then the scripture goes on to say, brothers and sisters, that against these things, there is no law. And of course, we know that the Holy Spirit gives us these fruits of the Spirit so that we can live and walk in the Spirit. And brothers and sisters, living and walking in the Spirit means or include living lives of holiness and sanctification. Yes, living lives of holiness and sanctifications. Because, brothers and sisters, what does the Word of God tell us over there in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14? It tells us to follow peace with all men, for holiness without no man shall see the Lord. Amen and glory to the name of the Lord Jesus. And then, brothers and sisters, also over there in the First Peter chapter 1, verses 15 and 16, it says, Just as he who called you is holy, be ye holy, for it is written, Be holy, because I am holy. That is the word of God. Jesus is saying that we're to be holy because he is holy. And then, brothers and sisters, over there in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13, it says, But we are always to thank God for you. Brothers and sisters, loved by the Lord because God chose you as the first fruits to be saved through the sanctifying work of the Spirit and through belief in the truth. Jesus is truth. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So belief in the truth. Belief in Jesus Christ as the Son of God who died for our sins so that we can be reconciled back to God the Father. And then, brothers, also continuing on this line of uh, living lives of sanctification. Remember what we are told in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 11. And that is what some of you were. But you were washed, brothers and sisters. You were sanctified. You were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of God. We are sanctified. We are justified. We are washed by our Lord Jesus and then also one more scripture concerning sanctification because I need you to really understand, brothers and sisters, that in order to live our lives of holiness and sanctification, we must do as the word of God tells us. So therefore, over in John chapter 17, verse 17, it says, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. And then, brothers and sisters, I said this is a fifth recording on the fruits of the spirit but let me just very quickly recap for you what we said the first 
four fruits were and a, and a word or two about each of those fruits. And we said, or the word of God says, that love is the first fruit. And this is how God demonstrated his love for us. Over in Romans chapter 5, verse number 8, it says that God demonstrated his own love for us in this. In what? In that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He died for you and me, brothers and sisters. And then uh, most of us know this one, John 3, 16, which tells us, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever would believe in him would not perish, but what? But have eternal life, brothers and sisters. Okay, so moving on, I want you to go over there and read 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 through 7, because in these verses of scriptures, the Apostle Paul goes on to tell us what it means to put this particular fruit in practice. Remember we said love is kind, love is patient, love does not boast, love, love endures all. Okay, so please go over there and read 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 through 7, to see how we actually apply the fruit of love in our lives. And then, brothers and sisters, that second fruit that we talked about, and that is joy. Joy unpeaceable, unpeaceable joy. And look at what, what the Word of God says in 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 8 through 9. It says, though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. Joy unspeakable, that glorious joy. And then, brothers and sisters, remember that we said over in Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 10, it says, The joy of the Lord is my strength. And then Psalms number uh, 30, verse 5 says, Weeping may endure for the night, but oh my goodness, joy comes in the morning. And then, brothers and sisters, moving on because we got to travel here. We said that we're going to talk about the third one, which is the fruit of peace. And, and what is this peace? We want the peace of God that surpasses all understanding to indwell us. The peace of God. But you know, brothers and sisters, we said that in order to have the peace of God, we have to surrender. Once we surrender everything to God, then we can enjoy the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. You know, because Jesus said, my peace I give unto you, not as the world give it, but my peace I give unto you, brothers and sisters, is what our Lord Jesus says. And you can find that over in John chapter 14, verse number 27. And then we said, if you really want to really enjoy and know the peace of God, you got to find a quiet place. Find a quiet place and just talk to God. Talk to our Lord Jesus through the Holy Spirit. And I promise you, if you trust in him, if you surrender, regardless of the trials and the tribulations and the trouble that come into your life, you can enjoy the peace of God, the peace of Jesus Christ. Okay? All right, brothers and sisters, in our last recording that we presented to you last week, uh, we talked about the fourth fruit of the Spirit, which is forbearance or known as patience. So if you were to look up the word forbearance in a dictionary, because, you know, some of the different translations will use the word forbearance, other will use patience or something else for the most part. It's primarily patience. 
uh, in forbearance. But forbearance when it is used, when it but forbearance when it is used, it means patience. That is the capacity to accept or tolerate things, delays, troubles, suffering without getting angry or upset. Brothers and sisters, brothers and sisters, it also says long suffering, and so we endure with long suffering and patience. Just as God the Father endures long-suffering patiently with us. And God's patience, his patience draws us to repentance, brothers and sisters. Last thing, I, last thing I do want to say about forbearance is this. God's mercy, kindness, and long-suffering in delaying rightful judgments. Through the forbearance of God, the patience of God, and because of his mercy, his kindness, his long-suffering, he delays in bringing unto us that which is a rightful judgment that we deserve. Okay, brothers and sisters? All right. Again there, forbearance is to hold back, to abstain from doing something. We're not very quick to judge others. We don't, we don't very quickly come against those who even may falsely accuse us or mistreat us, brothers and sisters. We allow God to fight our battles. All right, brothers and sisters, that brings us to the fifth fruit of the Spirit, which is kindness. Now, brothers and sisters, what does the word kindness mean? If you were to Google or take out your Webster Dictionary and look up the word kindness, you will find a definition that reads something like the quality of being friendly, generous, and considerate. You know, the Bible has much to say about what kindness means. Let me read you a couple of scriptures before we talk about the application. How do we put these scriptures, how do we put this word kindness into practice in our lives? Okay, brothers and sisters? So, if you have your Bible, and I know you do because you are a student of the Word of God, if you go over there to 1 Samuel chapter 20, verse number 14, it says, but show me unfailing love kindness like the Lord's kindness as long as I live, so that I may not be killed. And in First Chronicles chapter 19, verse number 2, it says that David thought, I will show kindness to Hunan, son of Nahash, because his father showed kindness to me. And then, brothers and sisters, let's look at what Colossians chapter 3 Verse 12 has to say about kindness. The word of God says there in Colossians chapter 3, verse 12, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion. There's that word, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Many of the same fruit of the Spirit that we have talked about are going to talk about. Kindness is listed right there in Colossians. Okay, brothers and sisters. So now, what does kindness look like and how do we get to apply this kindness in our lives? Well, I'm glad you asked because first let me just go to a couple of scriptures that tells us what this looked like. So going back to uh, 2 Samuel chapter 9, verse 7, it says, the word of God says, Don't be afraid, David said to him, For I will surely show you kindness for the sake of your father Jonathan. I will restore to you all the land that belonged to your grandfather Saul, and you will always eat at my table. But as I said before, 
David is saying that for the sake of his father Jonathan, David is going to show him kindness and restore to him the land that belonged to him because of his father Jonathan. And then over in Acts chapter 28, verse 2, it says, and this is Paul talking about when they was uh, marooned on the island. And it says, the word of God says, the islanders showed us unusual kindness. They built a fire and welcomed us all because it was rainy and cold. This is how we demonstrate. This is how we show kindness. These islanders did not know who Paul and the other people were Paul were. But they took them in as strangers and they built fires and warned them because it was raining and cold. You know, brothers and sisters, when we exhibit kindness, kindness is compassion. It is self-control. Kindness is merciful, brothers and sisters. And the greatest power that we can demonstrate is when we practice the first and second commandment, to love God and to love our neighbors. So when we love our neighbors, we show them kindness. We show them unusual kindness. We go the second step. We go out of our way to help others as we demonstrate kindness, as we demonstrate being tenderhearted, as we demonstrate being a forgiving of each other, just as God, through Christ Jesus, forgave us of our sins, brothers and sisters. So life sends all kinds of tests at us, Always, there are all kinds of conflicts that, that are at work in our lives and struggles and things that, that we have to deal with, brothers and sisters. Things that may be irritating when others come, come against us or come at us. But even through all of this, we must demonstrate the kindness that shows the love of God in our lives. There are many Bible verses, and I read some of, the, some of them to you, that just reminds us of what we must do as we are forgiving and demonstrate kindness, as we show the love of God again. In short, it's what God did for us that we do for others. So, brothers and sisters, when we pursue righteousness and kindness, we will find the life of righteousness and honor. That's the word of God. Proverbs 21, 21 says that. When we pursue righteousness and kindness, we will find life, righteousness, and honor. All right, brothers and sisters? All right, moving on. When you are kind, brothers and sisters, as I close, when you are kind, you benefit yourself. But when you are cruel and don't show kindness or mistreat others, according to the word of God, in Proverbs eleven seventeen. You're only hurting yourself. That's the word of God. When you're not being kind, when you're being cruel, you're not hurting other people. The word of God says we are hurting ourselves. And that's in Proverbs 11, verse 17. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 17. And then, my dear brothers and sisters, in closing, let me close with this Proverbs. And this is Proverbs 16, verses 23 through 24. That's Proverbs chapter 16, verse 23 through 24. And it says, From a wise mind comes wise speech. The words of the wise are persuasive. Kind words are like honey, sweet to the soul, 
and healthy for the body. Brother and sister, did you get that? When you are kind to others, it is like honey. It is sweet to your soul and it is healthy for your body. When you demonstrate kindness, you're also demonstrating love. When you demonstrate kindness, you're demonstrating what Jesus said was the second commandment, to love thy neighbor as thyself. Okay, brothers and sisters, I hope that this word uh, touched you in some way. I hope that as we go through these fruit of the Spirit, you can take these fruit and apply them in your life so that you can live a life of holiness and sanctification, which is nothing more than a life that is pleasing and acceptable to God. Remember that we no longer have to bring sacrifices like the Israelites had to do uh, each year. Sacrifices of atonement, sacrifices for sin, sacrifice, all kinds of sacrifices they're required to do. We don't do that, but we can give God a sacrifice of praise. We can demonstrate a sacrifice of selflessness by showing kindness to others. So brothers, I love you, but remember, God loves you more. So be blessed, have a great weekend, and a great next week.